the volume. All right, welcome to another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Alex Monaco on with my man on the Volume Sports Network, John Middlecoff. I hit him every time there's a golf major, and we got the Open coming up this weekend. John hosts both three and out and go low, the golf exclusive pod on Volume. John, beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm finally joining you on some sunny Southern California skies. Not going to be the case with the Open weather. We'll get to that, but thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a bittersweet time of year. You know, it's the last major of the year, but that also means football is basically right around the corner. So it's go, we can kind of say goodbye to golf and, and hello to the uh, little thing they call the National Football League. Absolutely. Well, this tournament, rich in history, we know, founded in 1860, originated in Scotland. This is a fascinating across the pond layout. And again, just for those listening, we got we to gotta factor in in this unique season of golf, the live guys now in it because it's a major. We've seen yeah. a lot of turnover here. Cam Smith won it last year. I'm, I'm looking at the winners of the last five. I mean, pick a continent, pick a country. We got Australia, Morikawa, Ireland, Italy, all over the place. Do we expect, I'll start here, Cam Smith, the repeat, or, or is it going to have history on our side here and it should be a new name? Yeah, I, I saw he said to his uh, to his buddies, get ready, we're going to drink again out of this bad boy at the end of the <laughs> week. So he, he's a pretty confident dude. I mean, he's, to me, him, he, he's in that umbrella with, with DJ Brooks and Bryson of just devastating losses for the PGA Tour. And you could put him and Brooks even above because DJ's you know almost forty years old, had a hell of a run. Brooks and especially Cam, who's a little younger in the prime of his career, just a badass. I mean, last year, think about last year, hundred and fiftieth Open Championship at the Old Course. Man. The headliner was Tiger, and who was really struggling, right? Who could miss the cut by a, a wide margin? So he kind of took the first the, the all the energy the first two days, and then it was Rory, like Rory. He's taken on Liv at the time. This is before they became buddies. Well, not Rory and Liv, but the PJ Tour and Liv. Sure. And then Cam Smith just comes out of nowhere on Sunday and dominates, and Rory can't make a putt. So it was a pretty historic victory from Cam Smith. Not just anytime you win a major, it's a big deal, but taking down Rory like he did. Uh, I think I heard someone say it's the first time in the Open Championship that a leader hit every green. So he has a birdie putt on every single hole uh, and doesn't find a way to get it done. And part of the reason was like he had these long-ass putts. He couldn't make kind of what happened to him at LACC. And yeah. Cam, I don't even know what you'd compare him to, like the equivalent of like Stephen Clay shooting threes. Maybe not Clay right now, but back when Clay was also <laughs> good at shooting threes. Right. He, he, that's him as a putter. I mean, the dude, the dude makes putts. And obviously he's an elite player, but like, when you can putt major championships, I mean, we talk about Tiger, all the sweet shots. Uh, you close your eyes. What do you think of? You think of a lot of putts that he made when he had to, and that's Cam Smith. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked at all if he's in the mix come the weekend. Well, you mentioned Rory. Uh, there's a, a few guys. We'll start with the big three, of course, with him coming off the, the dub there on the Scottish Open last week. And really looking at his tournament acumen, how he's done it. We remember 2014. 143rd tourney here. He was 17 under, won it by two strokes. Coming in in great form. You know I asked you these questions. A couple of variables. How are these golfers doing leading up? 
Rory has been knocking on the door, got a huge win. I, I mean, that shot to get him yeah. on the green for the Sweet. win on 18, it was incredible. So where are you with Rory for this tournament? Uh, depending where you shop, he <laughs> is the chalk outside of him and Scotty. Well, I think last year he was definitely top 10 in every major. M might have been like top five or six. But some of those, like Sunday on the Masters two years ago, remember he chips in from the bunker and they go nuts, and then Morikawa does it. It was cool. Kind of a backdoor, like top five. If you look at the Open last year, which he easily could have won, the U.S. Open this year, which he should have won, right? Again, couldn't make a putt. So yeah. two of the last four majors, he has kind of been in the driver's seat on Sunday. He just hasn't got it done. It's different than like, John Rahm finished top 10 at the at the U.S. Open. Well, he shot 65 on Sunday, so it's a little bit inflated. Like, Rory legitimately could have won two of the last four. And then, like you said, coming off, it's one thing a lot of guys you would get, never bet on them to go back-to-back -back when the second tournament's a major. For Rory, yeah. it's a little different. To me, I'd put him in, like, Tiger or Phil or some of the all-time greats. Like, that's a good thing, especially the way he won it. You know, I think we give a lot of credit in, like, football right when you're down Mahomes can be down all game have the worst game ever fourth quarter throw three touchdowns you're like that dude just has this grittiness all the great quarterbacks from Favre to Elway to Montana to Brady they always had that Tiger always has that as a golfer you know the great tennis players have that there's just like this grittiness to him that's never yeah. really been the thing with Rory it's like he's kind of a front runner and I mean at the highest level like he gets a lead and he just can keep his foot on the pedal that was the first time it's like god this shit is not going well He's down, he's down one shot going into 17, wind is pumping, and he birdies 17 and 18. And then, like you said, the, the shot at 18 was, I think he he did say it's one of, if not the greatest shot of his career. It's not the most important shot, but it yeah. might just be the greatest shot. So the other thing is that shot has a lot of parallels because it's Scottish Oak. They're already over the pond in the wind. It's like, so he's he's kind of vibing right now. The the, the number is a little like him and Scotty, you're just betting like Tiger odds, right? Six, seven sure. to one. Yeah. So like I, I lump Rom in there too, and his odds are almost double, you know, 12, 13 to one. So just the value is in John Rom, but Scotty Scheffler is having a historic season every single week, top five. He, he hasn't finished outside of the top 10 since 2022. I mean, he's just, he's a machine. I'm now, telling he hasn't been you. winning. He hasn't been winning, but he's, he's a top five machine. Yeah, did you see that, that stat on top 10? If you just put 100 bucks on them every weekend, you'd be 10x in your money, John, on, on Scotty Scheffler top 10 finishes, to your well, point. Th think, about, you think about this. $19 million he's made this year. And this is, you know, the golfers make a lot, like Tiger and Phil and endorsements and stuff, but 19 mil on the course. So that's, oh. he's he's headed for, you know, like a, a max NBA deal here. When he's going to end the season, if he wins the FedEx Cup, like $35, $40 million. I got a stat here. 18 times in a row. Now, again, we do it as far as betting, top five, top 10. But he's got 18 top 12 finishes in a row here. It's the longest streak on the PGA Tour in more than 40 years. Looking at the value here for Scotty, and, and again, we'll, we'll talk about the big three. I'll get to Ram in a second. Where are we with this? I mean, since the start of 2020, he's 62 under in majors, 27 strokes better than any golfer in that span. I mean, you have to bet him, but how do you bet? I mean, you probably just bet him to win. I mean, that, that's the <laughs> way that's the way I would do it because anytime you are around the hoop that that often, it just eventually goes in. And when you're yeah. having, he's he's having for a guy that hasn't won a major, probably the best season, non-major winner in. in couple decades 
right? I mean, statistically, he's having like a Tiger Woods in his prime level season playing in terms of scoring, in terms of every single week. I think there was, he's got, it's either six or seven straight top fives. Now, some of those are like T4s and T5s. Like he's not solo, but he is, I think, six or seven straight. The, The record is like Tiger, I think, was like 11. But three or four of those were wins. Like Scotty's just, he's not winning these tournaments. He's just rattling off cash, right? So it's just, it's really coming down to him. Just, it's the difference of uh, like legitimately, you know, in football, we like, oh, bounce here. You're the difference between 10 wins and eight wins. It's like two plays throughout the season. Scotty, it's like legitimately two putts and he's got five wins this season and he's got $28 million. And, and we're looking at, you know, to round out, the big three here, Rom, you mentioned him 12 to one. Typically you're not getting over even 10 to one for Johnny Rom. We he know won the masters. masters. That's what I was going to ask you. Are, are we, are we talking about a slept on Rom? And then I do want to get your thoughts on this. I want to revisit it again. I asked you that nonverbal question, you know, studying these guys are all quarterbacks of their own franchises. You said Rory, correct me if I'm wrong, plays better when he's happier and in a good mood. Johnny Rom gets a little, you know, Snickers hangry, get on his Carlos Alcaraz, if you will, down one set on Sunday. Where are we with Rom's temperament at the moment? And then how do you expect to kind of maybe live bet him or bet him this weekend? Yeah, to me, the value is him. If you're gonna if you're gonna hammer one of these guys just because the payout is dramatically bigger. Yeah. And the moment like the live betting problem with him depending on like difference from just some of the other guys that are 30, 40 to one, that if they are tied for the lead come Saturday, he immediately gets treated like those guys. So he, if he's one back going into Sunday, he could be like minus 110, right? He, he'll he'll get treated like an elite player, which he is, but like the odds right now are just a little off the scent because he hasn't been playing much. He hasn't been yeah. playing as well. He, he's won four times. Scotty Shuffler's won twice this year, right? He's got a major, Rory and Scotty do not. And his major a Masters. Like, he won the Masters. And he looks, he's like, Brooks Kepka, you want it? I got I'll give it to you. Right. And he gave it to him. So it's like he took down Kepka, who also has a major this year. So it's like I now I, do you I, do Rom's you have I, do you have a pretty good pulse <clears throat> on Rom? Like again, I, I'm fascinated no, with studying no, these I just nonverbally, no, like no. throughout the four days, when is the best time if you don't want to pre-fire on Rom? Do you have a good idea of when? Because I've seen him live swing in a number of ways where he's down and then he comes out of nowhere like a horse, you know, in the last two, three furlongs and catches a W. So I'm always curious about your live. Yeah, to me, if you're if you're gonna live bet him, I would wait obviously till the you know like early Saturday, and if you can get him a couple back, and you can get him at like two to one. But his odds, he could be some guys could be two back and be seven, eight to one. Right, Rom could be two back and be like you know plus one fifty. So he's like I said, if he is showing signs of life, which you kind of know early with the guy. Remember at the yeah. Masters, double bogeys hole one, and people are like, and I think Zach Ertz had texted. He's on a group text with JJ Watt, Zach Ertz, and John Rahm, all Scottsdale yeah. guys. Zach fires off right when he's like on the putting green before he tees off. Like, go get it! Can't wait to watch you win this thing. And then he doubles, and, and then JJ texts him like, "Way to jinx him." And then what did Rom do? I think he rattled off like eight birdies the next 17 holes, and he was tied for the lead or right there, right at the end of one. So it's like Incredible. when Rom's dialed, he's kind of got this red ass like Brady thing to him. Like he's very serious, Peyton Manning, very serious cat, not Mr. Smiley like a, like Rory. You know, Scotty's kind of fun loving. Some of the, you know, Jordan Spee's fun loving. Like Rom's not Mr. Jovial on the golf course. 
But when right. he's got it on, like he can, I mean, obviously he can go as low as anyone probably like beside Tiger Phil over the last 20 years. Let's talk a little live guys. Uh, again, it's, it's a fascinating conversation really from a betting thought that, you know, you're betting, if you're betting week to week, like you are, I am on the PGA tour and then factoring in the live guys. I mean, let's start with Kepka and DJ. You can wrap them up both in one. I mean, four top 10 finishes in Kepka's last six opens. He's looking to become the eighth golfer ever, John, to have multiple seasons with multiple majors. Of course, Nicholas Tiger Woods among that decorated list. And we got DJ with 16, 16 top 10 major champion champion uh, finishes to his name. How, how do we bet these two guys? And are you taking any of them to, to win it all? I'm not as confident on DJ. <clears throat> not that he's got fat and happy, but he got a ton. <laughs> he got a ton of money. He was already really, really accomplished. Has less majors than than Kepka, but had won yeah. you know twenty plus events. He had won an event, I think, like ten straight years on the PJ Tour. Like he had kind of like Hall of Fame career. Where Brooks has always admitted, like DJ tried in the random tournaments. Like you could turn on Riviera or whatever Memorial. Like DJ cared for a long time. Brooks really for the last whatever six seven years like as told you the majors and he and he's won the waste management a couple times which makes sense right what is it it feels big time event the other yeah. random events he doesn't get up toward so to me dj i'd probably be off the scent kepka i just i, I can never fault anyone it, it, like is he gonna win two majors in a year you just like it's just for the third straight time now is 18 to one to that point john is that insane to, value 18 uh, uh, to one I would feel better about doing something like a top 10. It gives you a little leeway. Yeah. You know, it, this is another one. The draw, the weather can change on you fast. So there, there are some variables that are just out of everyone's control. But like you said, this guy has fared. Obviously, he's won the U.S. Open and PGA Championship multiple times. But he has had success across the pond. Because people don't realize, like, early on in his career, he was not like Tiger Phil or Jordan Spieth. He didn't get to go right to the PGA Tour. He, like, played all over the world. Right, he was not some elite blue chip prospect, so right. he kind of knows the elements all over the world, and I think that gives him a little bit of an advantage here for a lot of American guys that, you know, are used to living in Arizona, Dallas, or Florida. It's kind of warm, right? They they don't live <laughs> in these places because it's it's not a fun place to play golf. It's cool to watch, and I bet these guys say it's cool to do for like a week or two, but it's it's not like we play golf. I mean, golf to me, like baseball is a warm weather, sunny sport. Right. And just factoring that in, obviously the weather is one. Is there any different golf approach you take, if you will, at the book this weekend, because it is across the pond, the domestic guys, maybe do you look at betting some of these Americans in a different way, a speed, the Morikawa who has won this tournament. Do you look at betting anybody in a different way because of the weather and because of where it is? Yeah, I think Spee statistically is like the best open player of the last like decade. Yeah. You know, he's had a ton of success across the pond. He, he's a very uh, artistic player, and this calls for a lot of that. Like you run balls up, you keep it below the wind, you just do crazy shit. But he's playing pretty poorly. Now that's the hard part in golf. Like you can be playing poorly, then all of a sudden get a top five or a win. But I'd stay off Spieth. To me, Fleetwood is a guy who's finished high in this tournament multiple times. Yeah. Uh, according to like, he's not from far away from where this tournament's being played. He just was in the final group with Rory uh, last week. He's playing really well to me, hammer him top five, top 10 Ricky as well. 
who ironically, when Rory won at this place in 14, finished second, he's had success just across the pond. He He's actually, when he's playing well, I think he has like nine or ten top five finishes in majors. He's never yeah. won a major, but Ricky's a little like Kepka, like the poor man's version, kind of a bright lights guy. You know, just you saw Curry win last week at ACC. Well, he just, he likes a lot of people around. Some people, there's a pressure. Like, I love Max Homa, but majors kind of been shitty. Patrick Cantlay, like, you know, some some guys, the majors, you can really try hard, and other guys just kind of shine. Like, Rory might not win them all, but he's just, he's going to play well in these majors, right? And I think Ricky, now that he's got it, he's got a vibe in again, which he really does. I mean, he is, I think he's like the fifth or sixth best player so far this season by all metrics. I don't think, you know, in the 20, 25 to one, him and Fleetwood, not a lot of win echo. They haven't won. They've never won a major, either of them. I think that value, though, for two guys that just give you a chance. Like, it wouldn't be shocking to see one of those two, like, tied for the lead. Ricky's been in the last group. Fleetwood's been in the last group. I think when Shane Lowry won, he was in the last group with him. Like, these guys, these guys can play over there, and they can play in the big moments. The other thing is, the crowds, if the weather is not crazy, these people freaking love golf. You know, it's like you, you, you they're like Vikings. Like they're like Vikings fans going to a game. They are Bills fans. They they want to be there. Rain, sleet, or snow. Yeah, I think EPL soccer. You know, it it, it <laughs> means a lot to them. But it, so it's it, it's an intense environment. And yeah, w- honestly, regardless of the weather. So being able to handle that, that that's going to knock some guys off right away. The pressure of that, factoring in the weather. It's just there's a lot going on. The time change. I mean, most of these guys live in like central time zone, and now you're you've been over there now for a couple of weeks, eating foods a lot different. I don't know these guys are rich; they can bring a chef or whatever. But still, it's yeah, it's 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 one thing to be in an Airbnb right in New York or L.A. It's another thing to be kind of in a in a foreign place. And you got to factor that in. And to your Fleetwood thought here, three top five finishes in majors over the last two years. He's only behind McElroy and Scheffler. So dude can play. And again, right, right down the street, uh, we've seen that, you know, in the LA's of the world with the, with the Homas and the Cantlays, you know, being in, whether you grew up there, went to college there, some sort of lean and, and over across the pond, we don't see these opportunities a ton. I was, I was curious. Fleetwood is on your board. I love to hear that. Um, just, just a couple more for you. Uh, there are fun prop bets out there. Are you, are you thinking about putting any, any of the big three together? There's, of course, you could bet Rom. Scheffler and Rory all together to finish top five, finish top 10, top 20. Uh, is this a tournament to look for those big names and maybe capitalize on a top finish and not try to pick a winner? Don't hate that because you get a little bit better odds, but that's just history. You just look at the, you know, the top fives of the last majors. There's usually kind of a wild card or two involved in it that just knocks, you know, a guy out like that. That's the hard part about golf. When you start factoring in a lot of people, it's one right. thing to do with two guys, like the top 10. Once you get that third, all it takes is for a couple randos, hell, maybe even a rando winner, and then it just kind of knocks guys down. That That's the only thing that gives me a little pause. Um, I, I think just pick one of the three and kind of go big because I, I think at minimum, you're giving yourself a 66% chance because two of the three big guys are going to be in the mix. Whatever combo it is, it could be Rom Rory, it could be Rory Scotty, it could be Scotty Rom. But I, I, I'd be stunned if those guys aren't kind of lurking come the weekend. 
And, and I mentioned this off the top, you know, four continents in the last four years, or excuse me, four countries in the last four years have won this tournament at, all over the board. I, I mean, literally Ireland, Australia, Italy, the United States. If you were to pick a country, who are you picking on, on the prop board? Because that is an actual bet in this tournament. You know, it's probably between Rom and Fleetwood. So it would be England and, and Spain. All right. But I, I, I don't I don't think Ricky, I, you know, I, I don't hate Ricky. I mean, I, I, I he's I, it'd be pretty cool to watch his his plight and his comeback, especially like it wasn't that long ago when I, I guess he kind of blew the U.S. Open. I mean, he was in the final group. He was a favorite and he fell apart. I think he shot 75. So I, I'm really on those three guys, especially when you factor in value and numbers a little longer than Rom's. Fleetwood and Ricky, I, I like those two guys a lot. And then just last last thing before we get into one fun thing for the wrap-up of the show here, the Victor Hovlins, uh, even just Bob McIntyre guy who was neck and neck with Rory last yeah. week. Any any top 20, top 30, top 40 value plays you like here uh, of not necessarily the top five, top 10 names in the sport? What, what I like doing with like a guy like Hovland or you know Terrell Hatton's a guy that gets a lot of love, Shane Lowry. Yeah, is kind of do that group betting, and you know mm. when they put the four guys and whoever you like the most, it's a little bit harder usually at the top, right? Because it's like Kepka, Cam, Rom, Rory, Scotty. But like that, those next tier groups, when you love a Hatton, when you love a Lowry, all they got to beat is four other guys, and you can usually get them. You know, depending three and a half to four and a half, five to one. You know, sometimes like if you love a Homa, if you love whoever your guy is on that given week, that group betting is pretty fun. You don't have to put a lot. It's It's got a little like uh money line underdog NFL feel like you. I like this team a lot. No yeah. one's off them and you get them three, four to one. I'm going to hammer the money line. You kind of do that. And it's just, instead of playing the field of 140 guys, you're really just playing four. I, I've, I, I've hit a couple of those over the years when, when I like a guy. I like that. All right. So just to, to consolidate your bets here, you're high on ROM. You like Fleetwood on a flyer. I know you, you picked two or three guys to win, a couple of guys, top five, top ten. You want to Fleetwood play. and Ricky too to, if top fives and top tens. Like if you're feeling really aggressive, I dabble a little bit to win, but top five, top tens usually the safest. Yeah. But I, I I think one of those two guys is gonna be right in the mix and finish higher than five. Great value from Mr. Middlecoff. Yeah. Moving on to a new segment called Ultimate Foursome, presented by Netflix's quarterback. For the first time ever, the NFL allowed quarterbacks to be mic'd up for every single game of the season. Quarterback gives fans an unprecedented window into the toughest and most important job in American sports, showing behind-the-scenes access on and off the field to Patrick Mahomes during his Super Bowl-winning season with the Chiefs, Kirk Cousins' dramatic season with the Vikings where he had an NFL record-tying eight-game-winning drives, and Marcus Mariota as he took over the starting job with the Falcons. I've been absolutely loving this series so far. Here's a quick look at Netflix's quarterback, now streaming. Netflix is giving you exclusive access to see what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. I'm here all day! See Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota, and Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes balance all the pressures that come with the toughest job in sports. Quarterback is more about the mental side. From game day to home life, see these quarterbacks like you've never seen them before. They put it all together for four quarters! You like that? You like that? Quarterback, only on Netflix. Watch now. All right, we're going to wrap up here with, as you know, uh, the Netflix 
show that just got renewed as it should have been quarterback. Um, shout out, of course, Omaha and, and everyone behind. I've been seeing volume sports on there in the first few apps. They, they're, com- they're coming back season two, you're saying? Oh, they're coming back. It was uh, <laughs> it was today, today news. Um, so big, big dubs for everyone involved. But we got something here. Look, we're talking golf. We're talking quarterbacks. I got a little ultimate foursome segment here, John. Uh, that's essentially presented by Netflix quarterback. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you the, the happy Gilmore cart to fill up. You, you could call it a celebrity weekend, or you could take us, you know, to, a, to a real course here, uh, an Augusta, you know, a, a pebble beach, a, a historic location. I want to hear who you take in the quarterback land, past or present to golf with. When it comes to the course, I, I would probably try to go a little easier so we could have a good time because <laughs> m- m- my foursome is going to include some alcohol. Oh, and I, 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 I think I'm going to go with, I'd have to go with the Brady or Manning, and, and I think I'm going to lean Peyton. Uh, yeah. I, he's a little bit more probably, not that Tom's not historian of the game, so he could relate to my other two. He just, I, I think, would be a pretty fun time. You never know with Tom, like family stuff. He could be in a bad mood. You know, he just, he's got a lot going on. He lost some money crypto wise. So I, I'm going to go Peyton. I'm going to go. They they work together. I was watching the ACC. Elway has been like a lifetime scratch golfer. They wow. say, I was watching the American Century and they're like, John told us he's playing his best golf since he became the GM. So it's amazing. You get out of the NFL, you start playing more golf. John likes to throw him back, have a good time. I think Peyton, John, they could reminisce on their good times in Denver. Oh, Just yeah. Guys, guys. And then I'm going for a fun time. I'm going Kenny the Snake Stabler, who said that he read it. he said he read the playbook by the light of the jukebox. And I, I think Elway and Peyton. You know, they would, all those three would just have a good time. And I'd just be kind of just having some pops, listening to them tell stories. We got every generation covered. The 70s, the 80s and 90s, and then the last, you know, 20 years with just, you know, three of the all-time sportsmen in the history of the National Football League. I love it. Uh, Look, we're we're eerily similar uh, in as far as just thinking, you know, Fun and going on decades. I, I got to go with Peyton. I thought about the exact same thing. I got to go Manning or Brady. You know, today's the 19th year of the debut of Entourage. And I thought back to Brady in that golf episode. He looks like he takes the sport a little seriously. I, you know, we've seen him on the match. Like, you know, Peyton's bringing the jokes. He's bringing the beers and he's bringing the stories. Brady, you might get in that Jordan standoff where he he, he might want to take everything you're worth. And again, as a as a better here, I go into that mode. I'm not enjoying myself as much. So I, I think I Payton, go, I think Payton's the no brainer pick. I think he is a no brainer. Um, I was thinking Elway, but you know what? I'm a big Ace Ventura guy. I think Dan Marino is a subtle <laughs> guy to bring on. Look, I hope you saw. You know, he's done his fair share of obviously on camera stuff. I think that's a dude that shoots it straight from the hip off camera. And again, we've seen him on camera, not nail the lines and, and <laughs> have that side of them come out. I'm like, this guy would be tremendous with a stogie and, and something to sip on. And, you know, I, I thought long and hard about rounding it out. I'm like, all right, Manning, Marino. I flirted with Broadway Joe. For some reason, Aaron Rodgers 2.0 right now, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. He's going to bring the ayahuasca or something far out there for everyone Don't to hate enjoy. It. And, you know, I think him, 
Manning and Marino. I think as long as you get McAfee, Aaron Rodgers, and not you know media, Aaron Rodgers. We're, we're in for a force. So obviously, I'm picking Tory Pines. The, the curveball there would be you get Marino on a bad day and Rodgers on a bad day. You and Peyton just have to share a cart. You know, <laughs> those two guys. I mean, that could be could be explosive anger between those two. So you, you and Peyton is, in the other cart, no matter what, you're guaranteed a good time. I love it. Hey, well, it's always a good time with you on the mic, John. Appreciate you. Go low, three and out. One of the best in, in the podcast game. Appreciate your work, all the value you bring, and, and of course, coming on with us and, and sharing your knowledge on the open. Good luck with your bets. I'm tailing them, baby. Let's go. Thanks, bro. Let's roll. The volume.